BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. That means it's time to ignite the dynamite the day after the dynamite. Welcome to a very late edition of Day After Dynamite. We're like an hour late, although this is like the time it used to be on uh, because I was having like severe internet problems an hour ago and I just got off the phone with Xfinity and things seem to be a little bit smoother now. So let's hope they stay this smooth. This is Day After Dynamite, though. I am your DAD. I am Will Washington, but I'm not alone here because I am joined by one of my favorite people in this space on the face of the Twitter space. It's me. (laughs) Hi. It is. It's me. I'm Samira. Hello. (laughs) Samira, I have... So I first met Samira back at Revolution. So it's only been a few months, right? Um, But then, of course, I see you at... um, the events that follow i saw you at um dallas uh, in dallas yes there was that as well and i knew at some point we were going to do a show and i am happy that we finally got to today um and yeah and it's funny because everybody i talk to about you is always just like oh yes samira's the best literally last week as i was plugging guests and i was like okay next week i'm gonna be joined by samira and red just like oh yeah samira glad we finally got her on something so So glad you're here. Oh my god, (laughs) y'all are too nice. Oh my gosh, I just like. Oh my god. (laughs) By the way, I love the D A D thing. I'm just like I. I don't know why I thought like D D. So I was like, oh my god. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's that. That's that's who I am here. That's who I get to be. You know, it's funny. Is my kids actually bought me a book of dad jokes for Father's Day. They're <gasps> so bad and so good. I'm so oh excited god. to get to use these. Oh my god. Can you tell me one? Do you know one off the top of your head? Um, They're like ones that you can use in like regular everyday situations um, where like uh, if you're at a restaurant and the server says uh, for your food, you want a box for that and go, all right, but just so you know, I can put them up. Um, like little stuff like that. Uh, and there's such great dad jokes. It's my favorite type of humor. I am so excited for this. And I'm excited to have the folks here. Uh, if you have joined us on um, 
Well, really, by any means, if you're here via YouTube or uh, mainly on the YouTube feed, leave us your comments. Leave us your super chats, your humper chats. Humperchats.com is the way to do that. Um, and you can also, uh, I guess that's really the, the main way to get in contact with us. I know there were some people who were waiting in the chat like an hour ago. Uh <laughs> And as a matter of fact, Van Twinblade says, you owe us humpers from Saturday, Will. I know. As a matter of fact, I talked to Sean Rossap about that literally yesterday. Uh, he made sure uh, he made me aware of the fact that there were humper chats. You know, I, when I wasn't on Grapsity this past week, I thought that uh, everybody kind of knew what to do. <laughs> and, then, uh, and when I tuned in at the beginning, uh, I see Reg couldn't play the intro and i thought oh that's like the basic stuff i should have shown him but it was dope that he wrapped it on his own so uh that was great they were uh, counting on you <laughs> i know and oh i didn't get to be a part of the show live um i missed it and i'm sorry and i'm sorry about <laughs> that uh but some cool news happening right now Cool stuff happening. Ricardo the Mark says Claudio is back. Nuff said. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, and nobody was really sure what to expect. I mean, I think Claudio was kind of the name everybody knew it was going to be at Forbidden Door. What do you think of Forbidden Door, by the way? Oh my god, that was so good. I hope they do another one or do like something because I was, I remember me asking Tony Khan about like you know, are we going to see more New Japan stars? in AEW and then here we go a couple months later they had a whole pay-per-view together like mm -hmm. it was amazing and I hope you know more comes about it because it it just was really good I personally liked oh god there were so many but I liked Osprey and OC they, that, they that's, killed it. that's like my match of the year right now I and, and there's some recency bias I'm sure uh and I'm sure when I go back and watch everything at the end of the year um it'll feel a little bit different but uh, I had so much fun with that match, but also just getting to be in the United Center, which is such a historic venue. And uh, it was so, you know, th that is by um, a small margin, the largest arena in America. It holds more people than any other arena in the United States. So the United Center, and it's the house that Jordan built, and it's just, it's it's such an interesting arena and getting to be in it. I've always... That and Madison Square Garden were like the two venues I always wanted to get to visit. I got to go to Madison Square Garden uh, back in 2017. And uh, and now I got to knock the United Center off my list. And it was just cool to get to be there. And uh, the atmosphere was hot the entire night. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun. Hot atmospheres, Will Washington. The Stanley Cup champion, Colorado <laughs> Avalanche. Hot atmosphere. That is a hot atmosphere. It is. I, uh, you know, it's funny is I found out during Forbidden Door because I'm sitting there in the crowd and, but also like kind of watching my phone. Um, as a matter of fact, that there was, I got on camera a whole bunch that people were noticing. You were all over that show. I uh, know, but you, you, you were, were the, the star, star of the buy in. Yeah, you were <laughs> he the was. especially. I was like, oh my God, they keep showing well. <laughs> During uh, one particular entrance, though, you could see me looking down at my phone, and I was like, literally, I had the game on on my phone. So I'm like, look, we're in the last period. I at least need to see this. 
Oh, I, you know, I typically work during these shows and I do a bunch of articles and stuff. And Sean is like, do not worry about it. We will cover it tonight. Watch the game. Enjoy the game. So I actually had to go back and watch Forbidden Tour the next day because I was locked into the game 100%. And then I, I watched the press conference. Uh, Dax giving you a shout out and then yelling at you for not calling them the, the greatest tag team in the it world. It was uh, Cash their... that gave us the shout Sorry, out. Sorry, yes, Cash. Yes. Sorry, Cash sorry. gave us a shout that out. That was I so cool. <laughs> I I know. I lost track of my question. I had my question ready to go. And then uh, when he was like, I was like, uh, well, because here's the thing. Uh, if you've heard me on these uh, media scrums, I'll usually say either Will Washington of Grab City or Will Washington of Fightful. The distinct uh the distinction is made over whether or not sean rossap is there because if sean's there then i am representing grab city he's the fightful representative however if (laughs) if uh sean's not there then technically i am there doing fightful work i am uh will washington of fightful so when i said that and then cash is like oh grab city and i'm like yeah, <laughs> and I like kind of got, got stuck, and I'm like, I had a question, and I like I didn't write this one down. It was just one I just had, and I thought, okay, train of thought, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Like try to get this back, and then I like brought it back around. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah. it was a good time. Sunday was just a great night, wasn't it? it? Was so the wrestling was allegedly good. I don't know. I didn't watch it until Monday, but the Colorado Avalanche <laughs> Stanley Cup champions, the parade was today did they come by did they come by your door will with the parade <laughs> no they didn't come by my door i saw some pictures though online everybody's saw... drunk they've all been drunk since saturday since I mean, sunday the thing is it's men. it's pouring here right now so like uh everybody's kind of having to like deal with the rain but all oh, day it doesn't matter everybody's just drinking and they've <laughs> all been drunk since bo byram the legend the goat bo byram turned 21 like two weeks ago and is just celebrating with a stanley cup and being drunk the entire time so yes. he's what a legend nathan mckinnon kel mccarr oh man it feels good it feels good to have a championship will it, it feels does. very good all right, there's my run. And Samara, good to see you. Good Hi. to see you too. We talk, we talk on Twitter, but I think like many, Will just get, connects a bunch of people who I talk to on Twitter all the time, but never actually interacted with until he's they're on this show. And I'm like, oh, I got to do a run in and just annoy Will for a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the first time we've ever like talked through like a camera or something. Yes. So it's great to finally meet you. <laughs> it's good, good to meet you as well. And yeah, SB3 says he's the forbidden door of media. It's actually Will Washington bringing everybody <laughs> here and then connecting everybody. I mean, I just genuinely reach out to people and I'm like, hey, I know you're a Dynamite Watcher. I want to do this show. <laughs> it used to be it used to be I would just come on uh, when it's like, oh, I know this person. I'll come on and so I'll just interact with them. Now it's every week because the ads are in the playoffs and I was like, oh, every week I'm just going to run in. So now every week people can just expect my run in. I'm going to do a super chat for you. Uh, Nathan DePaul, Durant to AEW. Fuck Kevin Durant. That's all the comments I have to say about him. You guys have a great show. Will, hope you enjoyed Blood and Guts. Samir, hope you enjoyed Blood and Guts. Bye, everybody. Stanley Cup champions, baby. Stanley Cup champions. (laughs) There is the one and only Jeremy Lambert making his uh, appearance here on Day After Dynamite. Oh, my God. Uh, That was great. (laughs) So... Uh, so yeah, anyway, as far as Forbidden Door is concerned, we'll talk about that more on Grab City this week, but uh, I had fun. I also had fun at Warrior Wrestling. I got to be there um, and got to hang with uh, with Val Capone. Um, 
and which was funny because uh for people who saw me on screen noticed i was like sitting right by her and that's just a funny story because of the fact that when i saw her at warrior wrestling we talked and we talked all night uh the whole show and then afterwards it was like big hug all right see you next time around and then i get to my seat <laughs> at forbidden door and i look over and i'm like hey val and so Turns out that like wasn't pie, but got to hang with Maria Canellis and and spent the whole weekend with Denise Salcedo and all of that. And it was just a good time. I had a great, great time. Um I'm glad you had a great time. What was your favorite match at Warrior Wrestling, by the way? Uh you know, honestly, um I think so not just Warrior Wrestling. We're gonna back up to uh because WWA had um and of course uh, I have a little bit of bias, uh, but I will say that Holiday and Janai Kai uh, absolutely delivered there and uh, lived up to the hype. Ooh. Sounds really interesting. I know both, like, I've seen both of them, like, in person and do their thing. So mm -hmm. that must have been so fun. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was fun. Everything was fun. And the cool thing was, it was, like, right across the street from. Um, the United Center. And so what was fun about that was uh, I parked at the United Center uh, because I'm like, you know what? I have parking here. So I'm going to take my parking at the United Center and just walk. And then as I'm seeing like AEW fans that were like sitting there, like waiting for hours. And this was hours before Forbidden Doors. Doors even opened. Um, they were like, oh, well, Washington, where are you headed? And I was like, oh, I'm going over to this Warrior Wrestling show. And they're like, wait, there's a wrestling show across the street? And I'm like, yeah, you should come rather than sit out here in this. 90 degree ass day uh you could spend a few bucks and go see some wrestling you actually could see some people who are going to be at forbidden door because bobby cruz uh was working both shows uh and so uh and uh also you get to see some AEW talent because fuego del sol worked uh warrior wrestling um brian pillman jr worked that show as well so there was just a lot of fun to be had. Also, Nick Wayne. Um, either way, it's a great time. I had a great time. And yeah, I don't know. I definitely, I said I wasn't going to do all out. And I'm sticking to that because I've already got my Chicago trip out uh, this year. <laughs> but there's a piece of me that's like, oh, just go back. Just go back. Chicago's so much fun. Um, and there's do a... Do it, do it, do <laughs> it. <laughs> and Chicago um, had uh late night mexican which was great because Ooh. uh we didn't get out of the the scrum till like one one oh, in the morning and always so long <laughs> yes always so long <laughs> and so um denise is like uh she goes whatever we do i'm starving and uh, i was driving i had the rental car and so uh we start making our way around and initially we were like let's just like Stick with some bullshit we know and phil is like no don't we were like look it's late let's just go get taco bell right and phil is like don't get taco bell you're in chicago absolutely do not and uh you know what i didn't know that you guys in chicago uh and i'm talking to nathan DePaul in the chat uh said uh but i had no idea that you guys just had like mexican restaurants that are like open at two o'clock in the morning and <laughs> Uh, we, we did, uh, we ended up finding a Mexican place that was fully open, 
food was great. I'm glad it was a much better choice than going with some bullshit ass fast food I could get anywhere. Uh, and we had fun. It was a great time. So shout out Phil Lindsay for being a Chicago food guide. And uh, shout out Denise Salcedo for cheating me out of my victory on Quizlemania. And she's still the enemy, even having to room with her for a weekend. Uh, happy and, birthday, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Phil, by the way. June 30th is like so many people's birthdays. Like Phil Lindsay, one of my dearest friends, my co-host on Grapsity. And like I said on Twitter in my birthday shout out, one of the best writers, one of the best minds uh, in in the wrestling game today. But then also Cody Rhodes's birthday is today. <laughs> Fake Jackson's birthday is today. Dax Harwood's birthday is today. What's with all these birthdays today? <laughs> so, yeah. I thought there was a lot yesterday, too. I was just like, mm-hmm. how many people's birthdays are today? <laughs> I got a message that said, Will, check your DMs. I don't know what that means. Um, cause I'm like looking at my DMs, uh, oh, oh, D my bad. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> my message request. And I see a message from the aforementioned person saying, check your DMs from the 16th. So I'm 14 days late on checking <laughs> messages as far as that's concerned. My bad. Um, let me go ahead and move you from message request to accepted. <laughs> so therefore, now you're going to show up in my actual messages. Uh, oh my God. Somebody's like, did Will just have a Seinfeld moment? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> Let us talk about Blood and Guts, though. Blood and Guts, live from Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan. An arena I've been to before. Not for wrestling. I saw Disney on ice there. But nonetheless, <laughs> an arena I have been to before. It's actually a cool arena. I went there like right after it opened. Uh, and that was like one of the first things there was Disney on ice. But it's got like almost like a mall in the like lobby area. There's like so Ooh. much there. Like almost reminds me of an airport in a way. But there's but but it is one of the newer arenas in, in the United States. I have an uh, important question though. Yes. Do they sell Little Caesars pizza in there? Yes. Okay. The, you can't. That would have not made sense if they did not. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I went to Disney on Ice at Little Caesars Arena. Uh, so I've never seen it packed because it's Disney on Ice, it's not going to be packed. Um, and it's only not going to be packed because uh, they. Sorry, I got sidetracked mentally by another story that was like the cutest story ever. And I'll retell this on on Grapsity because I know more people watch Grapsity in this show. But um, okay, I have to tell the story. And it's from uh, Forbidden Door. So uh, as people saw, it was front row at Forbidden Door. And I get sat by uh, the guy working security for uh, United Center. Works for United Center. Clearly goes to a lot of United Center shows. He had no idea what was going on. Uh, had w- no idea what he was working that day. He was an older gentleman. And so he asked me, like, he's, like, asking me questions the whole show. And it was actually really great. So first he's like, what's the Japan thing everybody keeps? I keep hearing um, New Japan. What does that mean? And so I explained it to him. And, uh, and he goes, oh, so, like, how many of these shows have there been? And I went... This is it. This is the one. 
And he goes, this isn't like a touring thing? And I went, no, you're at like the one show. And he goes, huh. And like starts pulling up like his phone and like taking selfies because he's like, I'm at an AEW New Japan show. I don't know what that means, but um, and, and he's like, and this is like the wrestling stuff, right? Like the stuff that that's like not real. I'm like, right. And he goes, okay. Uh, he's like, just making sure. And he has to like face the crowd the whole time, right? So he has to have his back to the ring. So he's like got his cell phone and he's like kind of peeking over his shoulder, looking at um, uh, trying to see like what everybody's cheering because whenever there's like a huge pop, he would like pull up his phone and like see who everybody's looking at. Uh, it was actually really great. Um, and he heard all these people screaming for Okada. And I had to explain to him the significance of Okada and why Okada got a bigger pop than like most of the people on the show. Uh, I was like, he's like biggest star in Japan. Great looking dude. Like he is uh, a lot of the reason that a lot of these people are here. And he's like, oh, okay. Let me get a selfie with this guy. He was like... <laughs> He's like trying to take pictures and stuff. It was really great. Uh, I actually enjoyed talking to this guy the whole show. Oh my god! <laughs> because he would like ask me little questions about like what's happening now, what's happening. Like when John Moxley's making his entrance and he goes, "What's happening? Why are they like preparing all this stuff?" And <laughs> how go, shocked was he when he saw him like come through the crowd? Yeah, um, that, well, I prepared him for that because I'm like, okay, so um, this guy is is probably like one of the most popular guys here, if not the and he doesn't enter from the stage he enters from the crowd in this exact area that we're in right now so uh just be prepared that's why everybody's running and then also <laughs> he had everybody's to be, running yeah and also he had to be sat right next to kip sabian and so he was oh, also like wondering who is this guy and like why is everybody taking pictures with him and why is there a box on his head yeah, and why does he have a box on his head like he's like asking all these questions and it was just uh it was fun stuff. It was really fun. You made uh, a fan out of him, probably. I know. I hope I did. Uh, that's that's that story, and I'm glad we got to see that. Uh, flown down the block, or from down the block, flown. What is wrong from, with me? From down the block, uh, said, happy to see Samira join you today. Keep killing oh, it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody loves Samira. I think we know that at this point. Um, it's so crazy, like, like hearing people like talk about me, and I'm just like, me? I'm like, what <laughs> i'm just like i'm not anybody <laughs> i disagree but uh so we're talking uh we're talking about dynamite uh dynamite of course opened up with uh one we saw the uh, modified commentary very similar to what we saw at forbidden door that uh jr was not on the show but we knew jr was in town he tweeted he was in town so of course my uh my spider sense started going off because i'm thinking hmm jr's here and at forbidden door he came in for the latter part of the show are they gonna do that again and make that a regular thing and it sounds like they are uh and so we had on commentary we had taz excalibur tony shivani uh, and i like this team i like it a lot uh show opens up though so Fightful Select reported the rumor that uh, Orange Cassidy was switching back to his Jane theme, and uh, and Fightful Select was very specific in not saying that it was happening at Forbidden Door because 
It didn't happen at Forbidden Door. Nobody ever said it was happening at Forbidden Door. It was funny when it didn't happen at Forbidden Door. There are people who are like, ha, ha, they got one wrong. I'm like, nope. It never said Forbidden Door. I look at that entire story. Nothing said Forbidden Door. Uh, so there's that. Uh, also, if you saw the media scrum, Tony Khan was not happy that that one got out there. Um, and so, but... Look, it's one of those things that I think uh, it's exciting. It's exciting that he got this theme. Um, and I think it was one of those things that probably there were a lot of people behind the scenes excited about. Um, and a lot of people who were involved in getting that theme. Um, wrestlers who were involved in being a part of that that were excited about it. And look, word spreads. Uh, but either way, uh, even with it not being the surprise that I think they were probably hoping it was massive fucking pop for this. Um, it was like uh, music hits and everybody's kind of on their feet. You could hear some rumbling from people who knew what it was, but the majority of the audience didn't. But when OC came up on that Tron, huge pop. And that was a great sign of what to expect from this crowd in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena. What did you think of Orange Cassidy having Jane back? Oh my god, it's exciting because, you know, that's like, you know, what's his like thing on the indies, right? So like, it was, I think, did he play it here? Because recently, um, they had a show here where like, around where I live, like he used to work these shows at the Elvac shows. And I, if I'm not wrong, I believe he came out to that song. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. so He's been... It's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. And, um, you know, Tony did an interview with um, Pitchfork a little while back where he talked about uh, wanting this song and that it was the song that he had originally envisioned for Orange Cassidy and AEW, um, but that they were slow in responding. And so that's where he had the idea for Where's My Mind by Pixies. And that worked out really well. I think, um, I don't think Arcade Anarchy would have worked without having Where's My Mind playing as that match is coming to an end and seeing best friends Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander coming for that big hug. I don't think that would have worked any other way. Uh, but it was Orange Cassidy versus Ethan Page. Ethan Page accompanied by everyone's favorite, Dan Lambert, uh, who is immediately on the mic and uh, trashes Detroit, trashes uh, Orange Cassidy. <sighs> How do you feel about Dan Lambert? Dan Lambert is something. I think that's the perfect word for it. You can just say something. He is. I remember when he first came on and they're like, and all I saw on my Twitter feed was like, who is this guy? Who is Dan Lambert? And like, people are like looking him up on Google and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my God. Well, so the best thing about Dan Lambert is, um, you know, he came, he made his debut, uh, his official AEW debut at Road Rager last year. Um, Those who remember him from Impact did remember that Dan Lambert's been involved and kind of doing this thing for a while. Uh, and then those who were paying attention in Daly's place knew that he had been like ringside a lot. I'm pretty sure I remember him being ringside at the first double or nothing they had to do in Daly's place. Uh, the first pay-per-view they did in Daly's place. I'm pretty sure Dan Lambert was ringside there. Um, so he's been around this a while. He's a much bigger AEW fan than his character actually, uh, puts out there but that's the point is that he's supposed to play this anti 
AEW person. Um, but the story of this match ended up being the silliest story imaginable, and it made it work. Uh, WrestleMania three, of course, uh, took place at the Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit, Michigan, and the story of that match being could Hogan slam Andre. It's so Orange Cassidy and Ethan Page did the story throughout the match. Can Orange Cassidy slam Ethan Page? I mean, that is a silly enough concept because of the fact that like Ethan Page isn't that much bigger than Orange Cassidy. And we've seen Orange Cassidy slam people. But for whatever reason, the story that Orange Cassidy couldn't slam Ethan Page was actually very funny. Uh, and... Dan Lambert had orange juice with him throughout the match that ended up coming into play where uh, later in the match, Dan Lambert um, tries to distract Orange Cassidy and... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Orange actually takes the orange juice and takes a sip. Uh, and then he ends up spitting it in uh, in Dan Lambert's face. And then in the process has the strength and ability to then be able <laughs> to body slam Ethan Page. Orange Cassidy is still one of my favorite acts. Remember, I, I said on this show, had Hannah here in that spot here, or Cher, Cher Delaware, had her here in that spot. And I said that uh, I was most looking forward to Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay in a non-ironic way because I genuinely still enjoy Orange Cassidy. Um, I know some people are like, oh, the joke is worn off. And I'm like, no, there's like, he still has so much fun and he still does. Like, he finds new ways to incorporate the shtick without it just being the uh, the lazy kicks followed by uh, turning it up a notch. Doesn't have to do all that. Uh, I enjoyed this, though. I enjoy Orange Cassidy. This was a solid B for me um, just for the amount of fun I had with it and Orange Cassidy getting the victory over Ethan Page uh, via body slam. He won with the body slam. It was great. <laughs> I just love how it was like with the orange juice. It made him, it's like, okay, that's it. That's how I can lift him now. That was my thing. Like how it is like with Popeye, he, when he eats the thing, that was his thing. And right, yeah. He, and, he lift up and that's how he won. Exactly. Orion Ben that. says, Ethan Page, the chemistry with Orange Cassidy is undeniable. Yes, it is a, a huge roster, but it's great to have options. Crossing fingers for Santana. Thanks, folks. Yeah, we'll be talking about that here very, very shortly. Um, because there wasn't much else match-wise on the show, right? So Christian, Christian Cage comes out. 
Christian Cage has decided like this is the most heat I think he's gotten in his career. Um, and I've been watching Christian's entire career. Um, and I feel like even when I think about Christian, like peak heel and peak heel Christian to me is like 2003 ish where, uh, I would say like, I won't say his intercontinental championship run, but I'll say Tyson Tomko in his corner and, and all of that, like almost, almost 2004 ish is what I'll say. 2004 into 05, like his peak heel Christian. And he got some great heat at the time, but I feel like right now he is getting more heat than he's ever gotten. This time he took it way further. If you thought he took it too far last week, he was like, hold my beer to himself because uh, he ends up cutting a promo and apologizing about saying he uh, saying the remarks about jungle boys. Dad instead says um, he wishes jungle boys entire family was dead. So they didn't have to see him uh, be embarrassed by him two weeks ago, but also, not Jungle Boy's mom. Call me. Great <laughs> that stuff. Was so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Christian, uh, as they're saying in the chat, is absolutely choosing the most violence imaginable. And uh, but then the big reveal was that there is a match happening, but Christian's not the one having the match because he brings out a newly reformed heel. Luchasaurus, new theme, new presentation. He's wearing all black. The tongue is black. And he uh, squashes Sir Pentico and uh, has a great variation on the snare trap. Holy shit. Luchasaurus is just a heel now. I was just like, what is going on? I was like, I, I miss, because uh, they, did, they did so good together, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And now I'm just like, happening here what's going on i know but the thing is luchasaurus still hasn't crossed jungle boy i'm sure that we'll get there yeah but at the moment he's working with christian but he hasn't necessarily turned on jungle boy yet so uh and they were noting things on commentary they're like hey jungle boy is somebody that um luchasaurus has known since jungle boy is eight years old like this isn't a uh this isn't just a uh a fly by night french that has happened that has been going on a long time so what are we doing uh and um you know i think as far as you know the remember what happened to marco thing um david in the chat is asking did they make it canon that luchasaurus ate marco i think i think the story that they were going for was that jungle boy essentially when he got his fame and notoriety or the the higher he rose in AEW, the more he very quickly left behind uh, Marco stunt. And, you know, it was one of those, like, think about what he did to Marco. He'll do it to you too. I think was what they were trying to say there. And so who, who knows? Uh, this is, this is great. Uh, this is great stuff. Christian and Luchasaurus is actually a combo that I didn't know I wanted or needed, but am excited for. <laughs> Uh, and then we had six man tag Max Caster and the gun club oh versus Dan Housen and his mystery partners. Um, oh, this was a good match, yes. Uh, so Max Caster in his rap, people weren't sure what to expect from this. Uh, he dropped some gems. Uh, I can't believe he mentioned the water in Flint. That was <laughs> what, 
Uh, and uh, yeah, and then Danhausen makes his way out and announces his mystery partners. It's seven star FTR. And big, big pop for them. I mentioned in the press scrum that they had gotten two of the biggest pops they've ever gotten. I'd say this is a uh, third. Uh, it was they, very now, loud. It really was. Hugely loud. The opening of their theme song gets the crowd going so hugely. Um, but you know what's still really over is uh, I was actually disappointed that the gun club didn't do the getting the city wrong bit this time because yeah. that's become a really excellent bit that's really over and uh i've grown to really love that but yeah this match was fun i think that the i think ftr and the gun club have surprisingly great chemistry they did in their uh two-on-two match before i think it is fun seeing ftr on this side of the show now where they're with the Orange Cassidy type acts and and Dan Housen. I love that for two reasons. One, um, I love it because I love FTR and I love Orange Cassidy and I love fun stuff in pro wrestling. So like for me to see them combined is great. But then there's also a little sick piece of me that knows that there's a big section of the internet that just loves FTR and hates comedy wrestling and hates indie wrestling and hates anything that represents the core of AEW and thinks that FTR is the antithesis of it. So when FTR is with things like that, it brings me fucking joy because I'm like, their heads would have to explode. Do they turn on FTR or do they embrace these things? What happens? I don't know. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. What did you think of this? I thought it was really good. Like I said, the match was very good. And then bringing like Danhausen and FTR together, and then you're joining them with like, oh my god, club and claims. I just, it was so funny. But then, like you said, I didn't like why, I don't know why they did the whole bit where like the gun club didn't say the thing in the opening. I think it was just foreshadowing what happened later in the match with mm-hmm. like, and then Billy Gunn. I was shocked. I was like, Billy Gunn sticking up for the acclaim, but not his sons. Like, what is he's, going on here? He's daddy ass. Daddy um, ass. Which, by the way, I tried to get a daddy ass chant going in uh, at Forbidden <laughs> Door, and nobody was catching on to that. They just kept chanting ass boys. And I'm like, no, the ass boys aren't even out here. Like, we just have daddy ass out here. Scissor me, daddy ass. Like, no, we need that is. <laughs> I I think. Scissor me daddy ass is the funniest catchphrase possibly in the history of AEW. I have so much, like it brings me so much joy every single time (laughs) Anthony Bowen says scissor me daddy ass. And And it's just, it's just so funny. Every single time it's not going to get old. It's just hilarious. Cause you're just like, what the heck is happening here? I love it so much. Uh, No, again, this is like, uh, and it's not to knock it. There just wasn't much else to it. It's a solid C+. Um, the big reveal of the match, of course, was the fact that um, Anthony Bowens can walk. And he gets out of the wheelchair and tries to use his crutch to assist his team, but ends up hitting Austin Gunn instead. Uh, this results in Danhausen getting the pin. Uh, and now we have dissension between the acclaimed and the gun club. And yeah. Daddy Ass took the side of the acclaimed and not the Ass Boys. 
So I can't. It's just so funny. I can't. No, daddy ass is so great. Um Oh my god, Anthony Bowen's getting up. He's he's probably just wanted daddy ass to just keep wheeling him around everywhere. He's like, you know what? I, I'm good. I could just sit right here. Yeah. Um and <laughs> No, it's it's great. It, this was a great bit, and I'm glad we got the reveal we needed to get for a while. Uh, TBS title on the line. Very short affair. Layla Gray versus Jade Cargill. Um, and she dominated her. That was it. Uh, there was a quick squash. Not even worth the rating, uh, other than the fact that Jade Cargill is... Uh, the best but um and well the ending of it i mean it seemed like layla gray wanted to join the baddies and they are looking for a new member could she be it but i'm like i mean you didn't beat her and she didn't seem too impressed like will she end well up and so the that's what i'm wondering if the story is going to be right that i think a lot of people kind of jumped into is layla gray in the baddies but i think like literally last week they said they're on the search for a new baddie and i wonder if uh the baddies if this is part of the search that like you know stokely was like hey she's in and jade was like no she's not and like wanted nothing to do with that and i wonder if it's just going to continue each week as jade dominates opponents and they look for the next person for the baddies but yeah after the match was over um chris and athena ran in and uh tried to make the save we shall see. I think Chris is going to be the one to beat Jade. Uh, I like that's just my gut feeling. Who do you think is finally going to be the one, or is the one even here yet? I was thinking the same thing. Like I'm watching this last night, and I'm like, she's still on a winning streak. Who is going to be the one to finally beat her? I don't know if it is Chris Statlander. I feel like it's going to be somebody else. I just just don't know who. I don't know. I thought Layla Gray could have won last night, but it was just so quick she uh, and jade just took her out i don't know i would like to see her maybe an nwa women's champion camille brickhouse i feel like they would be good fire together so maybe that could happen title for title because camille is like still winning and dominating the nwa women's division so i think that would be I so but cool. i don't know who the problem with title for title in situations like that is yeah that, who decides the winner, right? Because Tony's going to be like, no, she's not losing. And I'm sure Billy would be like, no, she's not losing. She's yeah. not losing. And so. Well, maybe uh, not necessarily title for title, but I think they would have a good match together. Both very like great in the ring. I feel like, hmm, that could be good. <laughs> it could be. Uh, and then this is the quickest we've gotten to say this on Day After Dynamite. We got to the main event with only an hour to go. Uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society comes out in all red. Uh, They're fedoras. The, yeah, no, it was great. The Jericho Appreciation Society has been perfectly stupid. And I very much appreciate that Dan Garcia feels like the first one who's going to turn. He's like feels perfectly sick of all of this already and i i feel like that's probably the best way to pay this off uh but then uh, on the opposing side we had eddie kingston enter um with santana and ortiz 
and um, Claudio Castagnoli enters with Wheeler Yuta, and then the interim AEW World Champion makes only his second entrance with the belt through a crowd because the first time he did was the last time he did because the following week the pandemic started. And so this was only the second time that John Moxley as a champion, as the AEW world champion, got to enter through the crowd. <laughs> and I put them side by side, just like the two and a half years difference uh, of Moxley. <laughs> and they, they, these are things I do, right? Um, that, and I was at that show. That was the other thing, was that last show that Moxley... Uh, oh my god! Where he entered as world champion, I was there. I was in the crowd that he walked through, and so, uh, so that's why I knew like exactly where to find it because uh, that was March fourth, twenty twenty. Um, oh my gosh! But yeah, he Moxley makes his way out, and the match starts with the two people that I think everybody was most looking forward to seeing go at it in this match, and that was. Claudio and Sammy Guevara. I think people had all everywhere I looked, I saw people were kind of fancy booking the idea of Sammy going for a springboard something and getting uppercutted. And <laughs> so because everybody had like already had this in mind, uh I think those are the right two to start with. And Sammy was kind of playing a little bit of uh chase in there. Of course, uh Team Jericho had the advantage in the match. And so what did you think of the match? Oh my gosh. I I kept watching. Like I was working out and I had a hard time working out because this match was like so good. I'm like, oh my God, how can I even freaking focus right now? This is amazing. Like I just kept watching. I'm like, who's gonna come in next? Like what's gonna happen? And then blood started coming. I'm like, oh my God. And then, oh my gosh, my favorite, uh, this is gonna be so random, but when they started to get on top of the cage. My mind immediately goes to, oh my god, they're gonna slam up through the cage. This is gonna happen. Because, <laughs> like, I always think of, um, like, as a kid, we used to play Raw too a lot, and we'd always go up on top of the cage and hold slam on. Up first through. off, <laughs> so many, so few people mention Raw too. However, that's like one of my faves. And right? I, <laughs> like, I brought it up on Grab City, and Reg was like, "Nah, Raw two was trash, right?" But no, um, Raw two had. It's such a near and dear spot in my heart just because of uh, how that entire um, game played out, how uh, I think the customization at the time was really great. And look, if you had siblings and you had four controllers in the game, like I still think had one of the best uh, elimination match Modes. Exactly. Um, me and my brothers would just play that. We had fun. I love Raw too. And so, yeah, I do remember though when you would hit a finisher on top of the cell and, and then, you could like pedigree somebody through it. Then, yeah, like, um, they would <laughs> fall all the way through it. That should probably be their death. But uh, in Raw 2, you just kept the match going. Exactly. So, <laughs> so my mind immediately went there when they got on the top. I'm like, oh my God, somebody's going to go through the cage. I was so excited for it. And I'm like, wait, no, that's not happening here, is it? I was uh, like, because we no, used to play that a lot. To, in order to do that, because the one time they didn't do it was, of course, Foley and Taker. But since then, usually spots through the top of the cell have to have um, a gimmicked ring 
that portion of the ring needs to be gimmicked in yeah. some way to, to cushion the blow. Because uh, when Foley went through it, uh, No Way Out 2000, that had uh, the the spot that he fell through was, was gimmicked. So that way um, he could have a much softer landing than he did before. Um, so, yeah, this was fun. This was uh, blood and mother freaking guts. And before Literally. they even got to the top, uh, it was just perfectly violent and exciting. Crowd was into it every step of the way. You could just hear them screaming uh, at every second of the match. It really did atmospherically remind me of uh, War Games 92, which I know Tony Khan has cited as his favorite match of all time. And I know that the idea of blood and guts even existing in AEW is because of that match uh and just hearing the crowd and the way they were into it was great but yeah they make their way to the top uh and we knew somebody was gonna fall off i thought maybe jericho was feeling brave again and wanted to make up for the spot from last time but uh no it was sammy this time who went through what was a much larger version of the uh the timekeeper's table as if it was almost made for somebody to fall through and have a much larger target than uh what he would have otherwise had uh but sammy still i had that spot's always still really impressive the precision you still have to have that if you uh undershoot that it's still really bad and uh but it was perfectly positioned for um sammy to make the fall to have the fall looked good uh it took him out of the match uh i thought the match was plagued by the commercials i did think that uh it was very difficult to like i'm having fun watching it and i'd like stayed with the picture in picture but for the most part and uh, this is where i got jealous of the people with fight uh because i thought it just taking a pause as much as i had to throughout this match was uh kind of obnoxious um but I really love the finish. Like my two big takeaways were one, I thought um, 2.0 or whatever they're calling themselves now, uh, because I know that supposed to call them that anymore. But Matt Menard and Angelo Parker are having an incredible run. They're doing so great. They are just fucking killing it. <laughs> and uh, who would have guessed that they would have come out so well from Jericho Appreciation Society. Second thing, though, the finish was amazing. Um, and it's one of those finishes that you can tell they had in mind a while because you could have done this with Brian having somebody tap out and it still would have worked. But especially because Eddie Kingston and Brian have their dissension. But essentially, you had Eddie Kingston trying to tap out Jericho. And just as he's trying to, uh, all of a sudden, uh, Claudio gets Matt Menard in a sharpshooter and taps him out instead and and so eddie kingston is a little bit angry that despite the fact that he and his team won we didn't necessarily get the uh he didn't get the end or victory that he was after so overall a absolute a had fun with it uh, i would i would love to get to see something like this on pay-per-view but i had about as much fun as with this as i did with uh anarchy in the arena this was dope. 
I 100% agree. I wish I was in the crowd for this one because this one was just so amazing. And like the energy of the crowd and like watching it and you're like, you don't know where to look because everybody's everywhere. And you're like, oh my God, do I watch here? Do I watch there? Like everything, it was it was just so good. So I wonder if they are going to like go in a direction with Claudio and Eddie. And they were like, you know, even the hinting about it on commentary, like, like at the end as well. So I was just like, okay, like what exactly is going to happen here? Are they going to push to put them in a storyline at all? But I'm excited that he's joined the Black uh, Blackpool Combat Club. It's, oh my God, it was just so good. And then they all got up there at the end on top of the- yeah. It was oh a great God. visual. The thing we didn't talk about was, of course, Santana. Uh, that Santana was in the match for all of a couple of seconds. And then all of a sudden, um, you could see something happens with his leg. And he- spends the rest of the match kind of up against the cage until they go to commercial break. And then they were able to remove him from the cage. Um, looks like he is injured. Just another injury in a time where we've got so many, especially in AEW and it didn't even look like he did anything significant uh, to do it. Cause that's usually where the worst injuries happen. Uh, so I hope Santana gets better. It was a shame to not get to see him at the top of that cage. But overall, it's gonna be good. And then we also forgot to mention about um, Ruby Soho coming out with and going to attack Ty Conti. Oh my god! I enjoyed that, and I like that they planted the seeds for that by having um, just to make sure people were aware. They had the video package beforehand with Ruby Soho mentioning her friendship Mm -hmm. with Eddie Kingston, so that it would uh, so that it would work and it would make sense to people. And yeah, that's a feud we can actually now kick into is uh, Ruby Soho and Ty Conti. So that's another thing that kind of came out of this as well. Now, I had fun with this. I thought the atmosphere was great. I would love to see Detroit get hit again uh, because everything looked great. The crowd was just electric. The, they got to use the, the specialty stage that they used for um, Dynamite in LA and, uh, and Forbidden Door. And then on top of that, uh just it's just an explosive atmosphere everything was great i had fun with this uh one of my favorite episodes of dynamite this year and it was a lot of people's apparently because as we like to do here at the end of day after dynamite i'm gonna act like i haven't seen the ratings already but uh this show did uh just over a million it did a million uh 23,000 viewers um it came in number one on cable and across all of television, it came in, I think, number f- uh Actually, you know what? Did it beat everything? Really? Um, uh, no, it came in number six across all of television. Uh, and that it was beaten by, like, The Price is Right, MasterChef, and all that. Uh, but it was number one on cable. And it beat out a lot of network television stuff. Um, and... That's that's that dynamite did uh real delivered kind of across the board. Um Blood and Guts did what it needed to do. Definitely. I think that was the match that everybody was looking forward to, so they needed to tune in for that one. So mm-hmm. it was good. It was a really good episode of Dynamite. I'm excited for Rampage coming up. So I'm I'm just ready for all they this. announced the Rampage Rumble. Uh or the Royal Rampage. Sorry, the Rampage Rumble. Royal <laughs> Rampage. Uh which a lot of people said was one of the best battle royals I heard from people in the building. Um, they said it was one of the best battle royals uh, AEW's put on. Um, and there was also a 
uh, Young Bucks also got to have a match, and main event is actually Nyla Rose versus Tony Storm. Um, so there's, uh, yeah, get to see more from that Detroit crowd, uh, which again was an awesome atmosphere. And this, my friends, was an awesome show. Thank you, Samira, for being a part of it. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so happy. This was so much fun. <laughs> I, I I tell people all the time, like, Day After Dynamite is fun just because it's, it's a really simple show that we don't have to, like, even do a whole lot of prep for as long as you watch Dynamite and have opinions on it. Um, but I always appreciate my guests coming on. Samira, what do you want to plug? Um... I'm plugging my link tree. It has everything. It's literally like probably like the same as my on-screen name. It's like link tree, but dot ee slash it's Samira, the it's Samira. But if you follow my Twitter, my Instagram with the at here, it'll take you there. It's like in my bio. But yeah, I got hopefully some cool, exciting stuff coming up. I was a little slow for a while going through some things, but you know, we're coming back up. We're taking bookings. Like I'm excited. I love wrestling. So just want to do everything. <laughs> and I am excited as well. It's another exciting time. Samira, thank you for being here. Thank you, everybody, for the super chats. Um, I will see you back on Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, youtube.com slash Fightful for another edition of Grap City. Um, and I think I have a big interview coming up next week and a big interview coming up. Ooh. I got to go because I have one coming up here today. Uh, but otherwise, uh, that one's going in the can. But um, thank you, Samira, for being a part of this. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for watching Day After Dynamite. We'll see you next time and have a great day. Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.